This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Presented by Realtor.com, the home of home search. All right, that's one down for the Golden State Warriors. They beat the L.A. Clippers 124 104 here at Oracle Arena, take a 1-0 lead against the Clippers in the first round of the NBA playoffs. Uh, Wasn't quite a blowout tonight, but it also was never really in doubt. I thought the the Clippers did a a pretty nice job of of staying competitive in this game, at least letting the Warriors know they were – they had to – give a legitimate effort and you look at the way uh, the Warriors minutes came down and you see Curry played 37, Clay Thompson 37, Draymond Green 35. It tells you that yeah, the Warriors won this game by 17, but they they could never really bump it up into a totally comfortable area. But again, Guru, uh, it, uh, the game was never in doubt either uh, with anyone thinking that the the Clippers were in good shape. Yeah, I mentioned to you at the beginning, uh, keys to the game, that I wanted the Warriors to get off to a good start. Stoney, they did. Had a nine-point lead after the first quarter. But just to throw a football analogy at you, this was an old NFC East football game. I mean, Olivia Newton-John, it was physical, Stoney. And a couple times I thought Kevin Durant had gotten hurt, re-aggravated that rib cartilage injury he had a couple years ago. May have been last year, but I'll tell you what, you want to get this over in four games, three now, because the Clippers – you know, they play defense. They're just not good enough. You know, they're not – they don't have at their disposal what the Warriors have, but I will tip my cap to them. It was a dogfight, Stiney. And Steph Curry, I mean, what do you say? The best player on the court tonight, 38 points. It was awesome to watch. And this is going to be a physical series. I don't know when it ends, but it will be physical. Stephen Curry tonight, 11 for 16, 8 for 12 from three-point range. Uh, like Guru said, he finishes with 38 points. Oof. And the Warriors also got uh, a contribution tonight from Draymond Green. Draymond finished with 17 points. And uh, he really got the Warriors going offensively in the first quarter uh, by scoring. He had a couple three-pointers uh, in that first quarter uh, to kind of keep the Clippers honest. For the Clippers, I, I thought – that six minutes into the game before they went to their bench of Lou Williams and, and Montrez Harrell, it, it just kind of feels like they're going to have trouble generating really good shots unless Lou Williams is in the game. Uh, they don't have anybody who can really uh, Create. Make, a move, make a move on his own and, and make a play for somebody else. I mean, Gallinari can, can, can get shots up. They're not great shots, but – this team has trouble getting quality looks when Lou Williams isn't on the floor. When Lou Williams is on the floor, obviously he's he's good enough to beat his man and create an advantage for the Clippers. But uh, you know he can't play all the time, and and even he's going to wear down a little bit. Yeah, we talk about the Warriors and their great offense, and rightfully so, Steiny. But at the end of the day, from the opening tip, 
this Warrior defense was suffocating the Clippers. And I watch the Clippers when they play other teams. These guys are able to generate offense and create their own shot. Tonight they were hesitant, and there was a reason they were hesitant. It was like they were going up against a brick wall. So, again, I give kudos to the Warriors' defense because I felt like Klay Thompson didn't have his best game, but he was there defensively. Cousins didn't have his best offensive game, but defensively, uh, collectively, they all came out and set the tone, and the Clippers were like, what are we going up against? The Warriors are known for their offense, but tonight it was both. Team defense suffocated the Clippers tonight. Yeah, I thought uh, you know it was a good team effort for the Warriors because I, I thought Cousins was pretty bad tonight. You were right. Uh, in, in general, I mean, he finished with, what, nine points and, and nine out. rebounds, but six turnovers in 21 minutes. <sighs> that's that's awful. Six fa- He fouled out in 21 minutes. Uh, but that's the beauty of the Warriors. Uh, if you really look at that box score, Clay Thompson wasn't great offensively. DeMarcus Cousins wasn't great offensively. Uh, Kevin Durant was fine, finished with 23 points. But that's all the Warriors needed to, to have tonight to win because Steph Curry was spectacular. Draymond Green was on the plus side offensively. And Durant basically did his thing. And if the Warriors are going to hold the Clippers to 40% shooting, they're going to win this series, and they're probably going to win it in four games. 888-957-9570 is the number. This is the Realtor.com Warriors wrap-up show, your home of home search. So if you want to get in and talk about this one, uh, how did it go? Is it about what you expected? Warriors 121 and the uh, Clippers 104. Obviously, we didn't get into yet, and it's going to be a big part of this game, the Kevin Durant-Patrick Beverly uh, dust up, and I should say probably dust ups. They were going at it a few times tonight. Both got ejected, and Kevin Durant picked up two technical fouls tonight. And as you may have heard on the uh, post game show, seven technical fouls will get you a one game suspension on the seventh. So there you have it Kevin Durant already with two technical fouls through one game. Uh, Patrick Beverly with two technical fouls also and two points, but. You don't expect the the Clippers to play more than four or five games. The Warriors, they may end up playing 20-plus games. So, who knows? I mean, these these two technical fouls tonight may come back and haunt the Warriors in in the Western Conference semis or the Western Conference finals or, God forbid, maybe even in the NBA finals. Do you think uh, the KD took the bait? Because I was shocked that they even had uh, as great a defender as Beverly is. I was shocked that he was on Kevin Durant, and I think Kevin Durant felt the same way. That's why I was like the big dog against the little dog. Durant's laughing. So I was like, okay, he's in a good state of mind. But I guess he got serious towards the end. I was shocked that, uh, you know, he got the two technicals and got ejected. But what could Doc Rivers have been thinking to start the game off? Because that's what happened. Beverly took KD from the outset. I, I didn't like that strategy Why? at all. Why not? I mean, what are you doing? I mean, the guy's already a walking mismatch. I mean, uh, why is Bever- Why wouldn't you put Beverly on Steph, the guy that went for 38 points? Well, because you have another guy you could put on him, somebody's longer in Gilgis Alexander. Uh, Durant's starting to be guarded by smaller guys, not to mention – you know what? If Durant's not going to be aggressive, and he wasn't again no, tonight, well, even with that. Beverly on him, you may as well put Patrick Beverly uh, on Durant. The other thing is, is you know, the they are uh, 
there are a lot of teams that like to guard Kevin Durant with smaller players. Now, obviously not as small as Beverly, but, um, I mean, Beverly is is – the, the, the thinking is if Durant's going to play out in the perimeter, you may as well guard yeah. him with a smaller guy. And Durant didn't really go into the interior to make Beverly pay. And, I mean, I I didn't really think – I thought Durant kept playing like he's been playing at the end of the year. I don't think he was particularly aggressive tonight uh, despite 16 shots because, like you said, Beverly was on him and he didn't try to attack him at all. Uh, we have some – who do we have right here? Yeah, let's uh, let's uh, take a listen to what Kevin Durant had to say after this one. He was ejected along with Patrick Beverly. Well, I've been playing against Pat Bev since he was at Arkansas, so I kind of know what he brings. He's a Chicago kid. Like, grew up and raised in the Chicago area, so those dudes play with a, a different type of grit, you know. So I can appreciate that about Pat. And you know what he's gonna bring to the table, you know, just the physicality, the you know, mucking up the game a little bit with his physicality, his talking, his everything. That's what he brings to each team he plays on. So um, that's his identity, and they support him with the Clippers. So for me, I know that coming into the series. So I thought it was fun tonight. Uh, Helene Elliott from the LA Times. Just overall, how do you assess this first step of the journey, postseason journey? Well, it feels a lot of excitement in the building, especially through, uh, throughout the locker room. You know, you got some guys that first time. And... Um, you know, we uh, had 22 turnovers. We can't have that going forward. And I think more so than anything, that was a lot of just, you know, just over, over excited to play, I guess, to start the game. And we had six turnovers to start the first quarter. So, and we still ended up winning by uh, 17. And they only had three more shots than us. So we controlled that. But if we have 22 turnovers, 21 turnovers again, um, and in the playoffs, I think we'll, you know, that'll be a tougher game for us. But overall, solid first game. Anthony Sater with the Athletic. What do you think of their strategy to start Beverly and, and you know, have him guard you most of the game? He's basically a foot shorter. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, obviously he's not gonna ever guard me one on one. So you know, when I get the ball in the post, they got a good plan, game plan of leaving Draymond and Boogie at the top of the key. And as soon as I catch it, they bring in a double. So if they're gonna do that, um, I'll be glad. I'll be happy to give myself up to get stuff on that back side. So, you know, sometimes we're going to play into that. Sometimes we don't want to give a give them a heavy dosage of, you know, exploiting the mismatches and we want to play our motion offense. So, you know, just mix it up a little bit. I know as the series progresses, um, coach uh, will figure out more ways for us to score. Kevin, Tony Harvey, Sacramento Observer. What is it like playing with uh, Steph Curry out there when he's going off like that, specifically in the playoffs? Uh, I mean, well, I expect it at this point. I mean, I'm not surprised by anything he does. Um, you know, I expect him to come in and shoot well every night because uh, he puts the work in. I expect him to come out here with uh, MVP-like focus because he is an MVP. So, uh, you know, it was just another that night at the office for him. Uh, how much do you worry about technicals? Because you only get, what they, what do you say, four or seven? Do you uh, worry about that at all? No, I could control myself. Kev, on the on the play where you did get ejected, you you were having fun, like you weren't mad or anything like that. Were you surprised that the refs took it to that extent and, and ejected both of you? Yeah, yeah. Because um, the previous play, I got fouled on the on the layup and Pat came out of nowhere and blocked it. It was, yeah, it was just friendly, not friendly, but you know, just trash talk, you know. And that's an emotional play for him, you know. So he's gonna show, he's gonna play, he's gonna show his intensity after that play. 
You know, I respected it, and I'm sure everybody on the court did. But it was the same play for me coming back on the other end where I had an opportunity to kind of bring some intensity to the arena, to the game, to my team. And uh, I thought that was a perfect time for me to do so. And but that resulted in a technical foul. But, uh, you know, I'm sure Ed was, was trying to just control that, that game and that, you know, we ain't trying to take it too far. I guess he thought we was taking it too far. But I just thought it was one of those plays where I can show a little bit more emotion than I usually show. Tomer's Arley from Clutch Points. Uh, Kevin, uh, Landry had that game last week where he hit five threes in the first half, and then you guys sort of uh, put you on him and sort of just slowed down the offense for them. How important is, is getting not getting him involved in slowing down their offense? It's very important. I mean, when you got Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell who, uh, who can put pressure on your defense and Gallinari, um, you got to have a guy like that who can roam around, knock down threes, space the floor, keep guys honest. And, you know, I thought we did a solid job on him tonight. Uh, one for six, three points. I mean, it's a great job. But we know he's going to be – he's still simmering. He's still ready to knock down shots, you know. So uh, we got to be aware of him from the start of the game next game. All right, that's Kevin Durant talking about uh, this one, talking about his interactions tonight with Patrick Beverly, his technical fouls, ejection, and uh, he doesn't seem concerned that he's got two points after one game, uh, says he can control himself. And, uh, you know, basically didn't didn't make a big deal out of him and Beverly. In fact, said he likes Beverly and respects him. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what kind of, you, you know, look he had on his face, Kevin Durant. He was kind of laughing like, are you serious? But I will say this, Tony, as dominant as the Warriors were, I was shocked a few times, even in the second half, to where I looked up and the Clippers were down 9-8. You know, not that they were going to come all the way back, but to their credit, they didn't wilt. And I just feel like this is going to be a physical, physical series moving forward. And, you know, I'm sure they're going to go back to the lab, make some adjustments. But I don't know if it was because Clay was off and, and maybe Boogie or Durant, you know, because what, they, they shot 50 percent. The Warriors shot 50 percent. So they were. I mean, they were pretty good offensively. They made 47% of their threes. The only thing they didn't do well was take care of the ball. They had 21 turnovers. I thought other That's than that, they good. played well offensively. Yeah, and I'm looking at uh, – are you surprised we didn't see Jarepko? He got in for, you know, a quick minute. But like you said, the rotations will shorten up, and they definitely did tonight. You know, a couple guys got in at, at, at the end, but – um, Andre Iguodala, Stani, I don't think the box score does him justice. Uh, I thought he was great tonight, and he helped the Warriors uh, maintain that lead. Yeah, pretty. Uh, it's pretty telling. DeMarcus Cousins, minus 17. Wow. That was a team high tonight. He and Quinn Cook, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Sean Livingston were minus 17 and minus 16, respectively. But in pointing that out, I'd like to point out something with the Clippers plus minus. The Clippers ostensibly – their best player was plus seven, and he was Landry Shamit, and he stunk. Hey, there you go. And he flat out stunk. What about today. my guy Gallinari? He, he looked no like factor. he was over, like he couldn't, like the game was too fast for him. Stoney, I don't know. Minus 19. Yeah, finished 15 and eight. You know, the Warriors defensively Man, they did were... a nice job on him, 40% as a team. And, and uh, you know, that's going to be the key for the Warriors. If the Warriors can hold teams below 45%, it's going to be difficult to to beat him. All right, let's take a listen to Clay Thompson. Clay was just five for fourteen tonight, finished with just twelve points, but very solid as always defensively. Clay Thompson. I hesitate the rest of the series and the playoffs because uh, 
You know, Clippers been doing this to him a couple games this year, and he um, came out firing. I saw him in the gym last night getting shots up, and he was ready for the challenge, and he stepped up, and uh, he played amazing tonight. Yeah, and um, he's going to be great for us. He's going to win us a lot of games in this playoff. Um, obviously, wasn't Marcus's best game, but he still was a very effective out there, and he's going to be great for us. It's a marathon, not a sprint, so I expect him to be dominant, you know, from here on out. What do you think about Steph's rebound? Oh, man. Looked up, and he had like 13. I couldn't believe it, but uh, very underrated aspect of his game. He has a nose for the ball. And um, he was spectacular. It looked like he really wanted the rebounds. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, he has limitless energy, so he uh, is incredible on both ends. He doesn't give enough credit for his all-around play most of the time. What was your take on the KD Beverly? Uh... It's playoffs. Those guys are competitors, and I didn't. I just want KD to be careful. I don't want him to give me more texts. We need him so badly, and I expect him to be playing for a long time. So uh, can't get caught up in that hoopla, but... It got us going, and he's a competitor. He's not going to back down. But Beverly would like to have more of that, right? Oh, I think so. I don't think they have the uh, – I don't know. I think we have a longer run ahead of us. All right, Clay Thompson talking about uh, aspects of the Warriors. 121-104 victory tonight over the L.A. Clippers. They take a 1-0 lead in the best of seven. Uh, let's head out to the phones, and when we do that, it's brought to you by Nations – Giant Burgers, the best since 1952. Let's go to Jimmy in Walnut Creek. Hey, Jimmy. Yeah, love your show, guys, in the daytime. Thank you. Great. But I got one pet peeve, and you guys know basketball. When Quinn Cook comes in, we had a big lead, and he just can't guard. I mean, nobody was guarding Lou Williams. The guy's outstanding. But he can't guard anybody. And if he's no. not getting a shot, he's such a liability. How is he in there in playoff action? I'm shocked that he put him in. I would even throw McKinney out, go with another big guy, and just it can point forward with a good dollar. And the other one is put your rep going. Your rep goes, moves his feet. Quinn Cook can't guard anybody. He is a liability, and I'm still shocked that Kirk, Kirk, keeps, put, Kirk keeps putting him in there. It's just I don't get it. And that's the only – I love Kirk, Kirk. I love Kirk, but it's, I'm just so frustrated that he puts that guy in. Nothing personal. But we had a big lead, and all of a sudden the lead was gone. And it was partly because of his defense. And then he took a a pass. I mean, I'm just going, he just – what was his what was his uh, plus minus? It was like what 15, 16 today. Yeah, he was he was uh, minus eight. He was minus eight in ten minutes. Minus eight. Sean Livingston was minus sixteen. Wow. But I hear you about Quinn <laughs> Cook, and uh, thanks for the call. Uh, appreciate it, Jimmy. Um, there's something more important, I think, to Steve Kerr than than basically how poorly Quinn Cook's playing, and that's you got to get Steph Curry some rest at some point. And this is kind of the other thing about the Warriors and how good they are. I mean, you can play you you can play Quinn Cook ten minutes, and he can be very ineffective, and you're still going to win the game by 17 points. Uh, at least tonight against the Clippers. Will you be able to do that against Houston? Maybe not. Will you be able to do that uh, against Oklahoma City? If you got to play Oklahoma City, maybe not. But round one against the Clippers, I think you're gonna. Th- I think Quinn Cook's gonna get thrown out there every game. Steve Kerr's gonna want to play him 10 to 15 minutes, 15 if he's playing well, just because you got to get Curry some rest sometimes. And I mean, he's been on fire, Stiney. Well, he can't guard anybody. I mean, he just can't. He's he's just awful defensively. But 
again, even when he's not playing well defensively, the silver linings, he's he's giving Steph Curry a rest. Steph Curry, you can't play him 40-plus minutes or you don't want to. Yeah, and then I'm surprised the caller didn't mention Livingston, a minus 16, as you talked about. I just know this. From what we've seen of Quinn Cook the last three weeks of the season, he earned his minute usage tonight. And I feel like Kerr might go back to him because when the Clippers did go on a run, I mean, who can stop Lou Williams? You know what I mean? It's, it's, it damn sure uh, is not Quinn Cook. but Clay Thompson, maybe. Well, I, I, I'd bet on Clay too, but I'm just talking about the single Quinn Cook out is kind of – tonight is kind of rough. He was terrible defensively tonight. He was terrible enough to get singled out. <laughs> Seriously. The minus eight. Well, it wasn't the minus eight. It was just – he – I mean, he just got he got he got used Taking like a advantage of. tonight. Let's uh-huh. put it that way. Uh, let's go to Charlie. What's going on, Charlie? How you doing, man? Hey, evening, fellas. How you guys doing? Um, I, I was going to re- say the same thing the previous caller said about uh, Cook. He he is uh, obviously deficient when he's on the court on the defensive end. I just want to tip my hat to Iguodala. We had a playoff Iguodala tonight. He played a great game. Um, I, I just uh, and as bad as Clay was shooting tonight, he his defensive his defensive play tonight was just outrageous. So uh, and I forgot how much I hate Beverly. <laughs> yeah. I don't see him play all year long, and and, and I guess that's what he he is. In, he irks me. He he he's like a gnat on the court. But that's it's, you know. It's really too bad that he that, you know who he should guard is Draymond Green. Draymond Green and Patrick Beverly should match up against each other. Hell, if Beverly's going to guard Durant, he may as well guard uh, Draymond Green. Real quick, speaking of Dre, who saw him coming out getting 15 first-half points? I mean, I, I, that blew me away, Dottie. Like, damn, okay, Dre, where's it been? Uh, maybe saving it for the postseason. Mm. Obviously, uh, you know, the Warriors know when they have to get it going, and and usually they can get it going uh, when they have to get it going, as they have. 21 turnovers for the Warriors. That was the only kind of the bugaboo that I saw tonight. But Kept the Clippers uh, in it. Yeah, and Draymond was he, – he he was just throwing the ball all over the place in the first quarter. I want, he had You know what? He had four turnovers. He should have had five because they gave the one to Looney where he threw the ball to him low on the baseline. Uh, nevertheless uh, – that was about the only part of the Warriors game that mm. wasn't great tonight. I mean, they had 13 block shots. Uh, they shot, f- f- you know, 50 from the field, 47 from three. They out-rebounded uh, the, the the L.A. Clippers. So it was just a uh, it was just a pretty solid effort for Golden State uh, all the way around. Let's go to uh, Adil. Adil on 880. What's going on, man? Hey guys, thank you for the time. Really like the show. Thanks. Um, I, I'm good to see some playoff defense. I did see, though, Lou Williams and a number of other players blowing through DeMarcus Cousins to the rack. It looks like yeah. he doesn't have that lateral movement. If you guys were Ron Adams, how would you address that defensive um, inefficiency for this game? And there's a lot of games left to play. Thank you, guys. Well, in a way, Lou Williams is harder for DeMarcus Cousins to switch out on than James Harden. Because Williams is a little bit quicker and he starts from out further. And uh, actually, Cousins didn't do a bad job when he was switched out onto Harden last game. Williams is just different. Uh, he's just a little smaller, a little quicker, a little sneakier, a little more clever. You know, Harden's trying to draw a foul. Williams is trying to 
get up a shot most of the time. But, you know, it wasn't a great game for Cousins. But, again, this is – I keep coming back to this. You know, Cousins plays his first game of the postseason. He's not very good. Clay's not making shots. Uh, Quinn Cook gives you 10 minutes, not very good. You know, they win by 17. Why? Well, because Curry was spectacular. Durant was very good. And Draymond was excellent. They got three really good performances on offense, and and that's really all they need, Goo. And that's why it's an embarrassment of riches. You speak of Houston. Paul and, and Harden have to play well. You look at this Clipper team. You know, Lou Williams and a cast of characters got to play well for, for the um, – Clippers to come in here and pull an upset. The Warriors, not as much. And like you talked about, it can be one or two guys. And Steph Curry just, I mean, what he did tonight was special. And that's the beauty of the Warriors. They don't need the whole neighborhood to do it. It may just take one or two guys offensively. But as long as you do the tangible things, play defense, you know, rebound. And that's what we saw tonight. And going through this playoff run, I just don't I don't know if that team exists to, to beat this team four out of seven. The, uh, you know, Steph Curry tonight, 15 rebounds. That's a career high. Uh, you know, the, the funny thing is, is that he only had three offensive rebounds, but I think two of them led to buckets. And it wasn't so much the rebounds. It's what he did after. Uh, two of those on the offensive end, he ends up getting the Warriors an extra possession and they score uh, at pretty important times, or important times in this game anyway. And then he had a couple where he's getting the defensive board and he's pushing the ball. And when Curry's pushing the ball up the court, uh, he just puts a lot of pressure on the defense. Let's head to John in Richmond. Hey, John, what's going on? Yeah, hey, guys. Listen, uh, that was a great game by the Warriors, great game by Steph. Um, I think KD, even though he didn't shoot a lot, I think he's kind of just letting the game come to him, trying to get his teammates involved. But – I'm not too worried about that. But the one thing I'm worried about, and I've called in a few times about this, is the DeMarcus Cousins thing. And it's not going to hurt him in this series, but the guy is consistently the worst plus-minus on the team, and he's hurting him on both ends of the floor. Um, I think some people kind of forgot about it because he had a a good three- or four-game stretch there where he was playing some bigger centers. But he just struggled on defense, and on offense, he's taking shots away from our main guys. And... I noticed Kerr pulled, actually pulled him in the second quarter with only like nine minutes uh, left instead of leaving him in yeah. the traditional six-minute mark. I noticed um, that, when too. He got burned, when he, yeah, got burned, he got burned by Lou Williams a few times, and he pulled him when the game was close. But when he was getting burned in the uh, fourth quarter of the game, there was a big enough gap where he left him in there, and then he fouled out. So it's kind of concerning to me in a way that Kerr's almost having to I mean, it's almost like playing with the weight around the team's neck at some points with Cousins. But, I mean, so far it hasn't hurt him. But I just worry in a close series. I hope Kerr will bring Bogut in or will, you know, do what he needs to and put Looney in, not worry about DeMarcus and, you know, his feelings. Yeah, I think I think wow. that's – I think that's – Interesting. You know, I think that's fair. I, I don't think – I think it's fair for tonight. I'm not sure I'm going to – you know, give it a lot of th- – what I'm going to do is I'm just going to put this game aside. It was his first game. He's had games uh, where he's been poor defensively, but he's also had games where he's been pretty good defensively. I'm also going to give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt because I do think Lou Williams is really 
uh, one of the toughest players for a guy like DeMarcus Cousins to guard. And like I said, in my own way, I almost think Lou Williams is harder uh, to guard than even a guy like uh, James Harden. Ne- nevertheless, I noticed, you know, he only played 10 minutes in the first half. And I don't know that he's playing Cousins because he doesn't want to hurt his feelings. Uh, I just think you play Cousins they because were going you can. At him. I yeah. mean, because you can play Cousins and because, uh, you know, even though he didn't give you much tonight, there have been games when he, he's he gives it. the Warriors yeah. uh, positives. No doubt, Stan. And he's definitely earned it because it's earned – getting the 12 shots that he attempted tonight and getting them come Monday night. But I, di- I did see Kerr go to Draymond Green at the center position because the Clippers were – they were getting uh, Big Cuz caught in that pick-and-roll action. And as soon as Green went in, it slowed down and the Warriors were able to get it under control. But let's just say, like that caller alluded to, Kerr was like, well, I don't want to – I'm worried about, you know, upsetting him. Man, there's no telling what the Clippers could have, how big of a run they could have went on. 888-957-9570 is the number. The Warriors beat the Clippers tonight, 121-104. They lead the best of seven series, one game to none. Game two is Monday at 730. And you're listening to the Realtor.com Warriors Wrap-Up Show, your home for home search. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. The Golden State Warriors 121, the L.A. Clippers 104, and they take a 1-0 lead in the best-of-seven first-round matchup. Steph Curry, wonderful tonight, 38 points, 15 rebounds, 7 assists. Uh, Guru said it right off the bat tonight. He was your best player on the floor. Uh, along with Kevin Durant, who was darn good. Draymond Green was very good tonight uh, for the Golden State Warriors, and it was a game that uh, they had in hand most of the night. Uh, They never let it get too close. Then again, they never completely put the game uh, all the way away, and that's why uh, some of the starters played legitimate minutes tonight, Curry at 37 and Clay also at 37. Uh, But all in all, I think it was a good start to the playoffs for the Warriors, and, uh, again, defensively was where this game was was taken over by the Warriors. They hold the Clippers to 40% uh, from the floor. And I, I thought really forced the Clippers into to tough shots uh, when they weren't able to create stuff on their own through Lou Williams. Yeah, and it was just a reminder. I had to remind myself that damn it all year long, all 82, Steiny, everything is predicated on the Warriors and how great they are offensively, and, and rightfully so, but you can get caught up in Durant, Clay, and Steph. But tonight I said to myself, defensively, give me a better team in the NBA. And it, 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 at Boston, okay, it's definitely not the Rockets. It's definitely not the Thunder, maybe. But when the Warriors are focused and dialed in tonight, the crowd was great defensively, they are just something else, and they suffocated like a big snake. They suffocated the L.A. Clippers tonight, and I think it's going to continue Monday, and it took the Clippers forever to get in their sets and try to get some action because they couldn't create. Lou Williams was the guy that was creating when he was in the game, but guess what? He didn't even start. They got a problem. 
888-957-9570 is the number. Again, the Warriors, 121-104 uh, winners tonight. They were the first favorite to win uh, in this year's playoffs. Brooklyn knocked off Philly. Toronto got beat by Orlando, but the Warriors, uh, they hold serve tonight uh, by beating the L.A. Clippers again. Let's go to Galileo in Foster City. What's up, Galileo? Hey, Stiney. Thanks for taking my call. I was at the game. I'm really proud of the crowd. I'm really proud of Curry for rebounding like a madman. He's automatic when he's open. KD woke up late, and Clay stuck with it, even though he wasn't hitting. Hey, that's a great summation. Wow. That's stuck a, with th- it. Thanks, Galileo. Appreciate it. No, I, 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 I like that. I like exactly what he said about everybody. Curry was phenomenal. Durant was good late. Um, not too late, obviously, after he got ejected. And, uh, you know, Clay was very good on the defensive end, plain and simple. Uh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, would I sound uh, picky if – I said in a close series against a better team, the Rockets, the turnovers got to they got they got to do something. They can't keep having nights like this, Donnie. Twenty one's not on the norm, but they do have an uncanny ability to to have something good going their way in the past. I won't say fancy, but they just take it for granted, and they do turn the ball over a little bit too much for a team trying to go for a three peak because it could come back and bite them in the tail. Let's go to John. John in Oakland. What's up, John? How you doing? Good. How you doing? Um, I, I just want to put my hat off to Looney. I, I think he's quietly is a reliable piece for the team, and he's important. And I, I, I think he's consistent. And uh, I think that other teams know Boogie doesn't have the wheels, and they know how to work around him. And we saw that tonight. And I just think Looney is quiet about it, but he's he's reliable. Yeah, I think Looney's somebody that fits perfectly on this team. Uh, thank you for thank you for the call. And uh, yeah, I think you're right on the money with Looney. Uh, there's there's certain players in the league that you don't have to worry about them. Uh, you, you don't have to worry if you play them or you don't play them. You don't have to worry when you play them. You don't have to worry about what position you play them. And Looney's one of those players. Every time Steve Kerr looks down the bench and he calls on, on Looney, he doesn't have to worry about what kind of Looney he's going to get. I mean, you know what you're getting. You think he's taken for granted by Warrior fans or underappreciated? Because remember, mean, you, last summer we thought, you know, teams were going to be lined up around the corner, and I still don't know the, the answer to that question, why they were not. I mean, you're right. He's all reliable, man. Well, I think Warrior fans – I. I think they appreciate him probably more than anybody, obviously. Uh, they see him night in and night out. But, yeah, I do think he's a player that you got to see a lot uh, to appreciate. Uh, but I definitely like Looney. I think he gives him uh, a lot of versatility. He's a good defensive player. Uh, rebounds pretty well. And, and I just think he fits with his team, especially now. Uh, they have two bona fide centers in Cousins and Bogut. So if they want to go small or if they want to go small, they can just – they can put him in there and, and probably not lose a lot defensively. So, you know, just I, – I think he's the kind of player that a lot of teams would like to have. But I, I, I also think that he's a player that maybe uh, other teams look at and they say, well, you know, if he's not on the Warriors, right. he's 
probably doesn't do much. Yeah, well, keep playing that game. Well, we have to see what happens mm-hmm. if he's never on the Warriors or if he's not on the Warriors and what kind of – uh, what kind of player he is. 888-957-9570 is the number. John Dickinson is going to be joining us momentarily. The Golden State Warriors beat the Clippers tonight 121-104. Uh, they take a 1-0 lead over the Clippers in the best of seven. Game two is Monday. Monday at 7.30 here at Oracle Arena. Game three Thursday in L.A. Game four Sunday in L.A., and then after that, I'll tell you if we know for sure uh, there are going to be any games at all. But the Warriors tonight take care of business. Uh, They take care of it pretty soundly. Uh, Not a runaway from start to finish, but also not a game that was ever really in a lot of doubt. The Warriors uh, win this one by uh, 17 points. Their biggest lead of the night, 19. Uh, The Clippers never really Uh, in any kind of control tonight. They led by three very, very early uh, in this game. Other than that, they played from behind just about all of the night. All right, when we come back, John Dickinson's going to be emerging from the locker room. He's going to talk about what was said down there. You are listening to the Realtor.com post-game report. Realtor.com, your home of home search. Warriors wrap-up continues on 95.7 The Game. All right, welcome back to the Realtor.com. Warriors wrap-up show, Realtor.com, your home of home search. Warriors 121, Clippers 104. Let's get to the play of the game. It's time for the play of the game. He got it! Now, here's the play of the game. Clay Thompson dribbles a lot. Lou Williams throws back to Curry. Curry for three on the way. Got it! Steph Curry from downtown. Now the all-time mis- NBA playoff leader as he passes Ray Allen. Now 386 made threes. And he's going to rewrite the record book. All right, it's a Steph Curry three, one of his eight three-pointers. Joining us right now, John Dickinson. J.D., what is going on? What's up, fellas? Uh, I just... Man, it's nice to have playoff basketball it back. Is. It is nice. It's nice. It feels like the games. It was like a different. It was like meaningful. a different sport tonight. It was good. It was than, fun in the regular season. No I doubt. It reminded me of an NFC East football game back in the day. I mean, it was the physical. Yeah, and the Clippers are going to bring it, and you know the Clippers are going to bring it. And I think the story of this game is the fact that, you know, Doc Rivers chose to put Patrick Beverly on Kevin Durant, and I think with varying degrees of of success. I mean, Durant still had a, a decent night. But what that did was that just freed up Stephen Curry to absolutely annihilate the Clippers. <laughs> and, you know, the Warriors defensively, I think their spirit, their activity was there. You know, I know we heard from Steve Curry. He didn't think they played all that smartly. And, and he thought that Durant took the bait a little bit with what happened between you know him and Beverly late in the game with both players getting thrown out of the game. But I, I just look at this thing as a whole, and I think, you know, the intensity level was there. You know, the Warriors were a little bit sloppy, but depending upon what Doc Rivers chooses to do and how he guards the Warriors, the Warriors just have too many weapons to where somebody's going to be able to have a big game or a couple of guys are going to be able to have big games on given nights, and, and that probably leads it to be in a short series. Let's uh, let's wrap up with the calls. Let's say Cameron. Cameron's on the road. How you doing, Cameron? 
I'm doing good. Thanks for taking the call. I mean, yeah. Hey, um, quick thing. Man, and those turnovers are going to kill us when we play a team like Houston. Well, we're losing you. We're losing you. But you know what? Your topic sentence came through, and that is the turnovers are going to hurt us uh, when we play a team like Houston. I don't. I don't worry about the turnovers because I've never seen them consistently be a problem. They don't usually string together a 20 and 19 and 18 and 19 and a 20. And tonight they committed 21 turnovers and they won the game. And maybe the next game they'll commit 22 and they'll lose the game. But you know what? Then they won't commit 22 in the third game and they'll end up winning it. So I I know that the Warriors sometimes – are prone to turning the ball over, but I don't think it's any more than any other team in the league is prone to turning the ball over too much. Yeah, and there's a risk reward too with the Warriors because they exactly. are still going to put up, oh, you know, big time numbers offensively, even if they are turning it over. So they they do offset a lot of it, I think, with just how talented they are and their ability to score. So I think that that is a game changer when you start to compare them to, to other teams that may have a turnover problem from time to time. I just feel like, uh, back to Beverly on Durant, I feel like the Clippers got bad intel. And the reason I say that is if Kevin Durant, if they had been watching the last two to three weeks, you know, Steiny, he hadn't been ultra aggressive. So I guess – couldn't you have played the card to where you make sure the heart and soul Steph Curry is guarded by Beverly and see if KD would take himself out the game as opposed to, you know, putting Beverly on KD? I get it, but then just what you talked about, then the fireworks, the 4th of July is Stephen Curry. So I'm wondering, did he play his cards, you know, a tad bit wrong in, in that regard? No, I, and I think, you know, Doc Rivers surmised it as the fact that Curry's killed him all year basically, no matter what they've done. So I think that the plan, at least for game one, was to kind of... Well, does Patrick Beverly shut down Curry or not? No. Curry said he doesn't. I don't, I don't think he does. So then... <laughs> well, and he, and like that. I said, what he's, would be the advantage he's killed him. It's not he, like Beverly's a stopper. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, Doc said you know, he, that Curry's killed him no matter what, so he's trying to get Beverly to take away Durant's dribble. Exactly. A- at least take some element of Durant's game, try and slow it down or take it away a little bit, make him less dimensional. I guess, as a, as a player. Uh, well, the other thing you want to do is, and this is an old Don Nelson trick, is you want to invite the team to try to go it. to that mismatch. Because then you get kind else. of out of what you want to do, even if you are going to Durant in isolation. That means Curry's not shooting the ball. So you almost invite – you're trying to invite them to go to Durant 25 times. Another big theme from the postgame press conference was Doc Rivers going in on the officiating. He was, he was real frustrated with – the way the first half ended, uh, he detailed the, uh, the Lou Williams. Yeah, and, yeah and there that, was that some contact. And, <laughs> that and and he he said he thought Curry got fouled on on a play right around that point in time too. That you know he thought Lou Williams got fouled, but Curry Curry got fouled, but Lou Williams got fouled too. He didn't like the the Gallinari technical. He said that you know Gallinari didn't curse or anything like that. He just asked what the foul you know what you know what the deal was with the foul as an explanation. And then that, that, that ticked him off, and the way he put it was that ticked him off because he felt some of the Warriors players were cursing and very demonstrative toward the officials, and they were getting away with it. And then Gallinari goes, what is this? And he gets attacked for basically just saying, what is this? You know, play. What, why, did I, why was this called? 
And so that kind of set Doc off. And you know, it's, it's, it's just so funny. And here we go. It's just, well, first of it's all. It's a playoff series. Yeah, it's a playoff series, and this is exactly what you expect. <laughs> here is, we go. Is, I, I actually, I, I don't even want to say it, but I did think the Warriors. Yeah, he you know, called they, it disgusting, by the way. The oh, fact that I, thought the, I, thought the, I thought the Warriors got a very fair whistle tonight. That's what I think. Yeah. Uh, here's why. There wasn't one full-on, full-fledged refuse-suck chant. Even the one they tried to get didn't really get going. Yeah. So that must mean they weren't terrible if Warrior fans didn't make that chant. No doubt. And my, and my point was more that here's Doc after game one, and you see this a lot in playoff series. Yeah. He's having the back of his team, but publicly he's relaying the message Field to the league like. and to whoever the three officials that are in this building on Monday night that, that he thinks they came up on the short end a little bit. So – We'll, well see I, how that plays out, but from time to time, I mean, that's that's a tactic. And here we are in a playoff no series game one, and Doc Rivers went to that tactic. I, I do think I, I do think that if you look at it from Doc Rivers' perspective, I could see his gripe. I, I thought the Warriors could have gotten a couple technicals tonight. I thought Cousins was close to one. I thought Draymond was very close to one. Uh, that's fine. They didn't get called. Uh, not a big deal, but I, I I thought the refs were basically no real factor tonight. I thought yeah, no, I mean, it didn't I, mean, I did the outcome. No, I mean I did think if anybody kind of got a tough whistle, I did think it was the Clippers tonight, but I don't think it it affected the outcome of the game. Yeah, and I'm shocked. Uh, I know we made a, a big deal about Cousins' first playoff game. Zubak let me down a little bit. I was expecting more. I know he's young, but JD, I didn't see him ultra aggressive. And I know, oh, the Christmas game when he, you know, he came in here with the Lakers. I didn't. I thought the, the moment was too big for him a little bit tonight. Yeah, I think it probably was. I mean, if Doc Rivers is calling a timeout, you know, oh, he the first few minutes of the game, and and basically he looking you in the eye and saying, wow. "WTF?" Yeah. And then double back and let them. You got you got issues. You got issues there. (laughs) But good night for the Warriors. All right, that's going to do it. Warriors one twenty one, Clippers one oh four. Warriors take a one oh lead in the best of seven first round series. Game two is on Monday, seven thirty tip off. We'll be here with the Warriors warm up at six o'clock, six o'clock, and then we'll throw it to Tim Roy at seven. Tip off seven thirty Monday. Thanks for listening, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.